This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, March 29th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Disaster aid stalls. Milk, top priority for FDA. Bernhardt defends handling of report. And Canadians demand end to tariffs. Markets await a USDA report. USDA will release its annual prospective plantings report today at noon Eastern, providing some fresh clues into how growers view the markets this spring as the uncertainty around President Trump's trade policy continues to weigh on the farm economy. The report is based on a survey conducted earlier this month. Private analysts were estimating corn acreage at about 91.3 million acres, which would be a 2 million acre increase from last year. Analysts expect soybean acreage to fall to around 86.2 million, down from last year's 89.2 million. Well, there's no deal yet on disaster aid. It'll be at least next week before the Senate finishes work on a disaster aid bill that farmers in the Midwest, South, and California are eagerly awaiting. Senate Appropriations Chairman Richard Shelby of Alabama said yesterday negotiations on the bill remained stalled over Democratic demands on assistance to Puerto Rico. The top Democrat on the Senate Appropriations Committee, Vermont's Patrick Leahy, agreed Puerto Rico was an issue but said there are other disagreements as well. President Trump, meanwhile, reiterated yesterday he thinks Puerto Rico has misspent the aid it has already received. Gottlieb, public health will figure in milk decision. He won't be around to make the final decision, but FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb says ruling on whether plant-based beverages can be called milk is a top priority for the agency. Gottlieb is leaving the agency at the end of next week, but at a Senate hearing yesterday, he reaffirmed that the agency is considering the public health impact of allowing plant-based products to use dairy terms when they don't have the same nutritional content as dairy products. He cited a study suggesting children who were fed rice milk had nutritional deficiencies. The final decision on the labeling issue is a very high priority for our overall nutrition program, he said. Interior nominee blasted over pesticide report. David Bernhardt appears on track to get confirmed as Interior Secretary after a hearing yesterday. A senior Democrat of the Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee, Ron Wyden, sharply criticized Bernhardt for his handling of a report on the impact of pesticides on endangered species. Wyden said Bernhardt's action made him appear to be, quote, just another corrupt official. Bernhardt said he blocked the release of the Fish and Wildlife Service analysis because it lacked the necessary legal review. Bernhardt said, in our world, you can't ignore the law. Republicans should have the votes to approve Bernhardt's nomination without Democratic support. Other committee Democrats were far less combative than Wyden, often sticking to parochial issues. Under questioning, Bernhardt pledged to, quote, quickly and thoroughly implement a new and sweeping public lands bill that permanently authorizes the Land and Water Conservation Fund. Bernhardt was previously confirmed as Deputy Interior Secretary and has been serving as Acting Secretary since Ryan Zinke resigned in December. Canadians want answers on U.S. steel tariffs. Canadians are excited about the prospect of a new modernized trade pact with the U.S. and Mexico, but they're also eager to know 
when the U.S. will lift its tariffs on steel and aluminum. That, according to Ted McKinney, USDA's Undersecretary for Trade. McKinney, who was in Ottawa on Wednesday in Toronto yesterday, told reporters he didn't have any concrete answers for the often-repeated question, but stressed he's also hopeful the Trump administration will lift the tariffs. Canadian Foreign Affairs Minister Christia Freeland was more pointed in her response to the tariffs, which she discussed with U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer earlier this week. Freeland said the existence of these tariffs for many Canadians raises some serious questions about NAFTA ratification. That according to a report by CBC Radio Canada. In order to move ahead with the deal, I think Canadians feel the right thing is there should be no 232 tariffs or retaliatory tariffs on our two countries. That was what I expressed clearly to Ambassador Lighthizer. U.S. wheat makes gains in Egypt and Iraq. Egypt and Iraq, two countries that have historically been difficult markets for the U.S. to sell wheat to, are buying more of the commodity. Yesterday, the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service announced sales of 120,000 metric tons of soft red winter wheat to Egypt and 150,000 tons of hard red winter wheat to Iraq, both of which are substantial developments, according to industry officials. The latest sale to Egypt furthers the recent trend of U.S. exports beating out Russian competition, which can often undercut U.S. prices and transportation costs. As for Iraq, U.S. competitiveness on price is also a major factor. But the yesterday sale also reflects an increased push by U.S. industry representatives to work closer with the Iraqi Grain Board. Iraq has already purchased roughly 416,000 tons of U.S. wheat since the last market a year began on June 1st. The Thursday sale announcement puts this year's total at nearly the entire amount of U.S. sales to Iraq for 1718, which was 619,000 tons. The year before that, Iraq didn't buy any U.S. wheat. Senators demand withdrawal of SNAP rule. Forty-seven senators, including two Republicans, are calling on Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue to kill a plan to make it harder for states to get waivers from work requirements for able-bodied adults who get food stamps. The senators wrote the proposed changes would take food assistance away from Americans struggling to find stable employment while doing nothing to help them to actually become permanently employed. The two Republicans are Lisa Murkowski of Alaska and Susan Collins of Maine. A House Agriculture Subcommittee will have a hearing on the SNAP proposal next week. USDA pressed on dairy program. Lawmakers from both parties on both sides of Capitol Hill are pushing USDA Secretary Sonny Perdue to implement the Farm Bill's new dairy provision as quickly as possible. More than 70 House members, including Agriculture Committee Chair Colin Peterson of Minnesota, released a letter to Purdue yesterday, and a similar letter is expected to be released today by the ranking Democrat on the Senate Agriculture Committee, Debbie Stabenow, and Missouri GOP Senator Roy Blunt. Keep in mind, Purdue has told lawmakers that producers will be allowed to start signing up for the Dairy Margin Coverage Program in June and the first payments to go out in July. DMC coverage is retroactive to January 1st. Here's today's He Said It. I always thought that milk came from an animal, but what the hell? Things change. 
That's Senator John Tester, a Democrat of Montana, referring to the effort by milk producers to get FDA to stop plant-based beverages from using the term milk on labels. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, March 29th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Downey.